Hi, I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gaelic, and welcome to episode 56 Iver Aquaga Shea of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. Even if you're alone, learning to speak Irish outside of Ireland, don't despair. Rest assured that there are thousands of people uh, like you across the world, all tapping into Ireland's native culture. And for all about this podcast, you just go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast. And I want to get uh, give a great shout out, as usual, to our newest Bite Size Irish Gaelic members. They've joined us. They're trying out our program where you learn to speak little bits of Irish Gaelic in bite-sized portions. And we suggest that you take four of our lessons uh, each week, one lesson per day. But you can take it, you can take it at whatever pace suits you. So uh, the people I'd like to introduce you to uh, are Carolina or Carolina, and she's in Canton uh, de Chateau, Neuchâtel, sorry, in Switzerland. So welcome, Carolina. I'd like to, I'd be interested to find out how come you joined Bite Size Irish Gaelic from Switzerland. It'd be interesting. There's Katie in New York State. Um, there's Billy in Lake Villa, Illinois. Welcome in to Terra in Alberta, I think, in Canada. There's Denise in the UK. I don't know, it's not written down, Denise, whereabouts in the UK you are, but welcome in. Welcome to Mary in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and to Fred in Leeds in the UK too. So we've got a couple of Europeans chiming in uh, about the past week by joining Bite Size Irish Gaelic. So Falta Stacht Olivi, welcome in. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. His name is David White. He's in Louisville, Kentucky. And I'll introduce him as a learner of the Irish language, but we'll try to flesh that out a bit. So, David, how are you doing? Hello. I'm very good. And thanks for using your Irish on me. Um, so... David, wait a second. So the way I got to know you a little bit is um, you've been tweeting out to us at Bite Size Irish Gaelic. So I remember there's been some YouTube videos and some resources that you've shared with us. So it sounded to me like you were at least actively interested in the Irish language and probably all things kind of Irish. So how would you introduce yourself? Like, how come you have this interest in all things Irish? I think part of it is my grandmother uh, mentioned the fact when I was a child that we were, uh, that we had Irish. So that, that was a big uh, um, push for me. My mother did some uh, genealogy research and uh, after she passed, then I picked it up and have, least, have recently within the past couple of years been able to really build on what she's, she's done and found um, that there are a lot more uh, Irish than I realized. And then my wife and I, kind of the final push, my wife and I did a, um, uh, a DNA test that tells you where your ancestry is, is from. And um, they say that 33% of my DNA comes from Ireland. And so that was, that was kind of an exciting thing. And so, but have you ever heard the, uh, the cup song that they do um, in the, uh, no, I, uh, I tweeted out a, a thing on the cup song, but it was, there was a, a, a school group there in Ireland that actually sang the cup song and did it as a video. And it made me realize that there really was a, uh, 
might be a way of learning Irish because I listened to them sing it. I couldn't understand a single word they said, but I thought it'd be really, I love the sound of the, of the, uh, of the language itself. Mm. And that's one reason why I did. And then I saw your video explaining the difference between Irish and Gaelic and the terms and things. And, um, when I found your website and realized that, that there were um, a resource to be able to learn Irish, uh, I thought that was great. And, uh, so I started, I actually, what I did was, was I, uh, you have a thing where it's like 15 lessons that you can take. And so the, the short uh, thing, so I got that and I took Is the Is this lessons. the audio lessons, David? Yes. The audio lessons mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm. have, they were like, um, it's like $10 for 10 or 15 lessons, you know, and I, you could take them and, and so I started on those and I realized how much I, I really kind of enjoyed being able to do that. And there's nobody around here that, that speaks Irish. And I, I, I don't really know anybody from Ireland itself, but I still had that. And um, I was telling my sister about it and uh, she's too busy right now to, to learn it or do it. But, but uh, she thought it was exciting. And so I just kind of uh, started. And then after I did that for about oh, a couple of weeks, I guess, I then made the jump into taking your audio lessons as well, the, the monthly audio lessons and things. And, uh, and your podcasts have also uh, kind of helped to build an interest in, in things Irish. I've always loved Irish stories. And, and um, I guess when I say Irish stories, I'm talking about leprechaun stories and things like that, because <laughs> yeah. I've always kind of liked a bit of fancy stuff and things as a child and, and growing up and stuff. So, but that's kind of how it, how it started. Uh, so, as far yeah, as building interest. David, you mentioned your grandmother. So tell me a bit more when you were growing up, to what extent did your family tell you you were Irish or did you feel Irish or how would you describe it? It was more of my grandmother kind of mentioned it whenever we were talking one time and she just, she said kind of in passing that, that, that we were Irish. And um, that was kind of the, the extent of it. It wasn't a, a long conversation. Uh, my mother um, always, you know, we do the American thing of, of St. Patrick's Day, you know, wear the green and, and the shamrocks and things like that. But that was kind of the extent of that. And because, you know, in America, if you don't wear green, you get pinched on, on St. Patrick's Day and stuff. And uh, we used to have a teacher that would walk around the class and do that if you didn't wear green. And uh, so it was, it was always kind of a, uh, a way of building an interest in, in it that way. But as far as the family itself, um, my father never mentioned anything about heritage or stuff like that. But my mom kind of enjoyed the fact that we had we were able to go back to uh, some of the um, the family the family line and stuff like that. We had a hard time with the with actually with the the Irish side because of the fact of of how the family traveled and you know we're not from the royalty people we're you know we're from the normal everyday people and stuff mm -hmm. so it takes a little harder to track those people. Oh, it is, but isn't it, it? Yeah, I get you. Yeah, it really is. And David, like. I'm interested also because it sounds like you kind of took on the challenge of wanting, wanting to learn a bit of the Irish language. So do you think, were you always, I guess you were always familiar with the term Gaelic. Like looking back, how would you have described what that is? A Gaelic initially to me was actually Scottish. When if I heard the term Gaelic, I always thought about Scotland. And, um, but to me, Irish was the term used for the Irish language. Um, I, and I don't know why I made that distinction. I just always thought of, of Gaelic, uh, as, as Scottish, uh, never really thought about it being, um, Irish, uh, itself. It's a tricky one, isn't it? But 
And would you ever have called yourself like a languages person or what what way are you attacking this challenge? I'm not really, uh, I'm not like a polyglot who can learn languages easily. I have a hard time learning uh, languages. Part of what's great about the audio thing that, that, that you do is the fact that you speak the words. I'm the kind of person who has to hear it uh, in order to be able to, to, to learn it a little bit. That's more my style of learning. Mm. So that's why, I mean, I look at the words and hear you speak it, and then I begin to associate that with it. So, you know, some of the lessons now when I see those words or I, uh, I can I can read them as far as in the Irish, uh, which which is to which to me is exciting to, to be able to actually look at it and go, oh, I know what that is, you know. <laughs> and so and then I started listening. You you had recommended that you listen to um, Irish TV and Irish radio. Definitely. And so I've still I have just started doing that. Uh, the nice thing is I have an office at work, and so I can close the door and do work and listen to Irish radio. And um, so it's. I don't understand it, of course, but I pick up on the smaller words, those kind of things. And, and so it's a kind of a, I pick up on the numbers, you know, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing that I, that, and it's interesting to listen to them speak it because they're doing it uh, at the natural speed. So it takes me a little while to catch what they're saying when they're doing numbers and stuff. Um, oh yeah. It's very different, so. isn't it? Compared to learning from a teacher or a lesson and then trying to tune your ear towards how the native speaker is just saying it full speed. It is different, isn't it? it it's very different. It really is. Um, and I, and um, you know, my, my daughter is learning Spanish, and, and that's the fear she has is, is that she knows it quite well, but speaking it at speed and understanding it whenever someone speaks it to you at speed uh, is kind of my fear uh, whenever I get to, actually meet a, a native speaker and get to use a little bit of Irish with them is, is listening to them talk at speed. Um, mm. I think it's, that's one of my fears is the fact that I'll learn it and then get over there and everybody goes, you talk really slow. <laughs> yeah. Well, even um, the way you, you introduced yourself today to me and you said, and I, I think that's great because you're setting the kind of the pace or the expectation, I think. Whereas if you try to let an Irish person, let's say you, you decide to stay in a B&B in a Gaeltacht region, and you know that the, the family there speaks Irish, for example. Well, it's kind of hard like to, to start the conversation. But if you set the expectations right, you, you say that you're just here, first time in Ireland, for example, I learned a couple of words along the way. Yeah, I think that's great. Another point, uh, you mentioned listening to, um, watching the TV and the radio. So what we'll have on the show notes page of uh, for this episode is I'll put links to those. To TG Car is the TV station. And Radio Nguiltachta is the, basically it means the radio of the Nguiltacht, literally. And just so people can uh, click through and we'll put a link to learn Irish with Owen. That's the name of the audio lessons. You can find them on Amazon. It's a five star rating or you can get it straight through our site. So we don't pay Amazon most of the revenue. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm just thinking back. We had Audrey Nickel on the podcast a good few episodes ago. One of the earlier episodes. 
And she wrote many of our bite-sized Irish Gaelic lessons that members take online. And uh, Audrey's interesting point was you can mix between passive listening and active listening with the radio. So just like you're doing, David, you can leave it running in the background and your brain, you have to get used to these rhythms, don't you? And it takes a long time. It's not an instant thing. It's not in one year. But the way I look at it, I'm talking 5, 10, 20 years. I'm not talking a two-month thing. So, right. you, yeah, you let it run in the background and you pick out words like you're doing. You're listening to the, you hear the numbers, you're catching them, and you might hear them saying like August, like and. Yeah, and then lot. Yeah. And then um, Audrey's point was, okay, now you can concentrate. You can have a 20-minute for example, session where you sit down and listening to Radio Nagueltechta is your focus. So you sit down and, for example, what you could do is try to write out, even just phonetically, some of the words that you maybe catch and you're basically trying to, you're, you're making your brain work, isn't it, David? You're, Very you, much so. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those things where I really have to think about it and in order to make myself concentrate on to be able to to hear the distinction between some of the words because you know even even as a native english speaker you get to where you start talking really fast and mm -hmm. and you kind of run the words together sometimes but yeah one okay. thing one thing I, mm -hmm. I do appreciate about the program that you've done and something you've done in several of your podcasts too is to, to let people know that this is not something you're going to learn in a year or maybe two years it's really a long-term process, um, and I think that's kind of encouragement because there are times when I sit down with these lessons and I go, I don't get it, you know, or yeah. I'm having a really hard time with it, or I'll pull out, um, I, I got the the uh, Irish English Irish Dictionary, the uh, Fuchler, has I spoke Fuchler? Mm -hmm. You say Fuchler. Uh, mm -hmm. Fuchler, that's the one. And so I, I got that, and so I look at the words, and luckily... On the Irish side, it has some of the phonetic so that I can kind of figure out some of the how the words are, are said. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier. And then I've also used some other resources, too. One called um, Irish Irish Word a Day. I think mm -hmm. what it is, they have like one word each day. And so I, I try to use that as a way of, of, of getting familiar with words and stuff. And uh, so that kind of helps. And then the other thing that, that y'all have is the, the cheat sheets that help you learn to read. I haven't haven't started using those in, in earnest yet, but that's something that I'm going to have to do is, is to be able to read is uh, to, to figure those out too, to, to use the cheat sheet that y'all have. <laughs> yeah, and the I, pronunciation I like the, cheat sheets. Yeah, we'll yeah. put a link to that. So what's your perspective, David, on seeing written Irish Gaelic words? Like when you see one written down, what, what's your feeling about it? Is it like, oh my God, how do you pronounce this? Exactly, it's terrifying uh, when you first look at the words. But I mean, once I've once I've figured out how to speak it, then it it's uh, it's a little more uh, easier to to see that particular word. The one thing I've been doing is is you know you talk about doing the lessons at your own pace. The one where you have the short vowels and the long vowels lessons where you and you give each of the examples and you have several of those. I've been going through and playing like A, E, I, O, and U, each of those sections, so for the short vowel first maybe, and just practicing just those vowel sounds. Mm -hmm. You kind of become used to it. And then practicing the, 
the long vowel sounds and then practicing the the vowel sounds when they're together you know that the sound that they make is different than when they're separate from each other kind of thing and so um that's that's been one of the things i'm working on is is trying to tune my ear to hear the sounds the differences in the sounds too yeah like i know a lot of people uh, it's nice to hear your perspective david and a lot of people uh, mention pronunciation of the written word as kind of the, the fatal obstacle that doesn't let them get any further because they're too afraid of it. But I like your curiosity approach to it. You know, you, you, you break it down and there are rules to it. Yeah. So uh, probably one of the more curious, one of the curious things of seeing an Irish language word written down is these accent marks that we have, right? The fadi. Fadas, yeah. Yeah, fada. And um, what's nice for learners, I think, is to pick up how to pronounce them because they're nice, strong sounds. And if you, that's a nice place to start, I think. And then, like you mentioned, there's the shorter, much softer vowel sounds. So I, I love taking people through that process a bit. And do you do you have a feeling, David, that you are learning maybe even some? just subconsciously some of the rules of the written word and hopefully that you will be able to see a new word in the future and have a, have a guess probably at how it should be pronounced yes because you know there are as i go through as i go through the uh, the lessons and things and you have the the word itself and then the phonetic piece you know the mm -hmm. phonetics over kind of to the far right of the of the lesson and you have the word right there so what I do is I practice looking at just the word, looking at the letters, and thinking about what what the the sound should be, and then try to and then say it, and then I look over to the phonetic side and play it and see if I've got it right. And there have been a few words, and to me a few words is exciting, uh, where I've actually gotten it right before I look at the phonetic piece <laughs> or listen to you say it. And so so it 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 comes with time, you know and. Mm. Um, it's it's uh, I, I'm I, I know that it's not going to be like tomorrow before I learn all this. But yes, I, I think that in time I will be able to sit down and be able to read whether or not I know what the word means. Uh, I could be able to pronounce it uh, using kind of that that technique and things. Yeah, lovely. Like, David, uh, what I'm getting is the nice impression that you're not letting this big challenge because it is a big challenge. Um, yeah, it is. yeah it's, you're not letting it stop you like you're taking it in little bits breaking it down and taking it you are taking it at your own pace do you feel that yourself yes i think so um i mean there are some days where where things click and then there are other days where i look at things and just nothing seems to stick and uh those are the times when i set it aside for maybe a day and uh, then come back to it um, and when I come back to it, it may begin to click again, you know, and so I don't become frustrated with myself knowing that this is because you, you made the statement one time about, you know, how long did it take you to learn your native language? Well, you, then you can't expect to learn a new language overnight. <laughs> it, it takes time. And so I'm giving myself that, that time to learn and, and not get frustrated because I think that, um, I'm determined one way or the other, one way or the other, to to learn this and and listen to it. Um, right. So, 
it, it makes it nice too. And do you think, David, you'll get to Ireland one day? Yes. Uh, my wife and I actually, or actually I had planned, um, we don't have our passports yet, but I had planned here a couple of years ago uh, to go, but um, those plans kind of fell through through due to some other circumstances. Okay. But um, I'm hoping within the next couple of years to uh, be able to make it over to Ireland. I've, I've, I've thought about it. I think I may skip Dublin to start with and just go straight over to, to the western part, partly because of the language and partly because mm. of the description of some of the, um, the, the landscape and stuff like that. I, that sounds like just gorgeous country. Uh, to be oh, able to yeah. see. Oh, it's just beautiful. Like, and yeah, we we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, whether or not to go to Dublin, and yeah, it's it's a personal choice in the end. Personally, me, I would say, well, yeah, get to the west coast and see the <laughs> scenery. If you have um a couple or a few days to spend in Dublin, by all means, it's a great tourist spot. There's a lot of things to see. It's well structured. Right. But for me, the essence of your trip is more along the West Coast. But that's obviously a personal opinion because, you know, every Irish person will talk about where they're from. <laughs> so, David, right. we'll leave it there. And um, I think you've you've done a good job at sharing your motivation with other people who maybe they're feeling a bit stuck and they're listening to the podcast. Or maybe they haven't even started because they felt it was just too hard to learn a new language but you can take it in little bits um it is the the journey that counts really isn't it it's not about (laughs) where you might be so because one of the things too just real quick is is Mm -hmm. is that uh, i I haven't been able to find a group here in the city of louisville Mm. or around so that's one thing i'm still searching for but you know i do it by myself whether whether or not so oh excellent well tell you what um what we'll do is david if there's listeners here and they've got questions or comments for you um i am inviting them to post a reply a comment um on our show notes page and that will be at www.bitesize.irish slash podcast 56 and they'll be able to find you and the the comments stay open for only a couple of weeks after the episode is published so if you're listening to this you do have to get around to it. Find episode 56 on our website. So, David, thanks so much. It's been very nice to talk to you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, David. It's really a pleasure to talk to you. So we were talking about a few good few things today. And what we'll do, we'll put links on the show notes page to uh, as many of the resources as I can to link to them. And our own biggest resource is the Bite Size Irish Gaelic online program, where we have around 170 bite-sized lessons. And um, what basically lets you do is learn to speak a bit of Irish Gaelic in bite-sized portions. I've got recordings of my voice in the lessons. We've got phonetic pronunciations. And we've tried to break them down as much as possible. We're always working on that. And what you can do is you can take it a free trial. So you just go to www.bitesize.irish slash try. As always, thanks to Tukumo for their music, which you hear on this episode under a Creative Commons license. Until the next episode, Slán Gafol. Bye for now. <laughs>